Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Shoots and Ladders podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host Jen. Hello, Pat. And we are here again, somehow, at the March 8th Charleston filming of WWE uh, for our superstars, which takes place April 17th, 1993, and April 19th, 1993, that's what we're covering, but we're still in the fucking past. And my word of the week, Jen, is what? My word is onward. What's your word? Boring. Oh, man, we are coming at this from two different places this week. I'm just like, how are we still recycling this footage from March 8th, 1993 at the fucking Charleston Civic Center? Like, what are we doing? These poor children on a Saturday morning. I mean, the thing is, is that this is what they do. I mean, you have to be like Elsa and just let it go and expect... Maybe next week we'll get a new show, but you have to expect that to be at least three weeks of, of content. If I had the ability to go back in time, the first, thing I would do, the first thing I would do is be like, listen, as a network, we are not going to air your shows. Like, I go to the head of the network. I'm like, wait, wait, now, now you're a network. As a network. Okay, so, okay. so... You can't air shows that... Take place before your last pay-per-view. Like, at least bring us something that you filmed after your last pay-per-view. That's it. That's my mission statement. That's my goal. Like, you had a pay-per-view event. It was the largest toga party in the history of the world. And you're showing me shit that happened six weeks before that. Like, I'm just saying. This Owen Hart Bam Bam Bigelow match has been sitting on the cutting room floor for a while. Like, I just don't understand why we couldn't get it out sooner. That's my statement. But that match, that match was really good until it ended tragically. It was a good match. Correct, but that's the point. Like, So we're just going to sit on that? You know what we didn't get? What? Listen, I feel like I'm coming at this. My glass is half full. My glass clearly half empty. I know. We didn't get one WrestleMania report. We're well, moving on. We're moving on. We're but we're still past. using footage from the past. Like, we are, like this, the, the fish is extremely bad. Like, I could smell it when you open the refrigerator. That fish, Vince, is, it's rotten. It's bad. Don't put that shit in the microwave, please. Like, the whole house is going to reek <laughs> of rotten fish with this fucking March 8th thing. But, Jen, give me a rundown. What the hell did we watch? Well, first of all, I do not like your attitude, little no. bunny foo-foo. It's fair. Okay. I respect that. I respect your opinion. However, um, as we were watching this, I went through a lot of internal struggles thinking to myself, maybe we have moved past the March 8th date and we didn't. And so as I'm doing my research, I'm like, oh, well, apparently we're still in March 8th. So that's, that's on them. That's on me. Don't blame me. Like I'm living in two different eras. I'm living in events that happened before and events that happened after. Two different things. Which also makes sense, though, why Owen Hart wasn't at the WrestleMania. But, I mean, we could have just showed this earlier. Right? Doesn't that make sense? I mean, he tore up his knee, so... Oh, yeah. I don't even know if he had, like, a match slated for WrestleMania. I mean, they didn't... didn't... Because he got hurt on March 8th, so what would even be even the point? Like, you're talking about... No, you're right. You're talking about how, you know... Well, I don't know if you know this, Mm -hmm. but I think it was about six weeks before the WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels actually... No, separated his shoulder. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Is that what happened to him? That's enough of that. Um. Okay, April 17th, 1993. Episode of Superstars. As you have said, this was filmed March 8th. Boring. It was, okay. Boring. It starts. Boring. Okay. All right, go. Boring. You're getting under my skin. Boring. We start April 17th, 1993, our episode of Superstars. Filmed, as you mentioned, March 8th, March 9th. It, it doesn't matter. Filmed over a month before this, right? But we start differently than normal. We start with Bam Bam and Owen each in their own personal black void, mm-hmm. coming at each other. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there in darkness about how they're going to beat the other one. Then we are confronted by the usual suspects, Jerry Lawler, Vince McMahon, Macho Man, right? They are our commentators for today. So I'm just going to go through the highlights of this, which don't worry, not too many. 
We do get an event center with Sean Mooney to start. Um, replays the whole thing from Sh Monday Night Raw with Sherry and Luna. Whole okay. thing. Whole thing. Beat for beat. Beat for beat. We get a nice head shrinkage jobber match. So we get a five minute entire, entire thing. Mm-hmm. Entire thing. Um, event center with Mean Gene. Uh, the nasty boys now want a shot at the titles. Okay. Then we get a replay of the situation between Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania 9. If you forgot, at the end of Mr. Perfect's match, when he gets beat by Luger, he then gets knocked out by Luger's forearm, so he goes into the back to confront him. Luger and Shawn Michaels are chatting, and Mr. Perfect attacks Lex Luger. Shawn Michaels comes over the top in his Wranglers with his cowboy boots and starts throwing empty boxes at Mr. Perfect's head. And then here we are in the middle of a Mr. Perfect Shawn Michaels feud that is emerging. Correct. Um, so then we get a Mr. Perfect match. That had taken place six weeks earlier, but... There's a beautiful comment by Vince McMahon in this match that we will circle back to. Then we get the highlight of not only the day, but I think the highlight of the whole week, the Bam Bam Bigelow Owen Hart match. This match, I'm like, man, I'm going to see some amazing drop kicks, and I was not disappointed. However, it ends when Owen Hart hurts himself, blows out his knee in real life. So it ends a little bit early, and that is a bummer, and that is why we don't see him. But we will circle back to that, too. Then we get, to, we get treated to the WrestleMania music video that we saw right before WrestleMania that I meant to re-watch it and count the amount of superstars in this video that weren't actually at WrestleMania, but I forgot to. I know that there's at least three or four. Boss man highlights all the way. He's, he's in there. <laughs> I he's, forgot he's about him, so yes. it's definitely four. Uh, Yokozuna squash match. Um, by the way, you can get yourself WrestleMania 9 out on Coliseum Home Video. Mm -hmm. Another event center with Gene. And um, we're going to call it a wrap. And we got a few promos and we're calling it a wrap. And this is the last time we will see Sean Mooney at an event center until 2005. He pops in to say hello. So he, this is the last time we're going to see Sean Mooney out. Sean Mooney's out. We're going to bring Todd Bagnell, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We will see. Um, and I don't really feel like I hit just the highlights. I feel like I went down most of the whole thing. But here we go. Monday Night Raw. Mm. April 19th, 1993. We're back in the black void. Money Inc. on one side, Beverly Brothers on the other. I guess this is their new thing they're trying. Where they're um, coming at each other. They have a match today. Heel versus heel. Um, got Vince McMahon, Rob Bartlett, Macho Man are our guys. Um, first match out, Razor Ramon versus Virgil. It, I felt like, was boring. Six and a half minutes of boredom. It was pretty boring. Um, then we get a giant Gonzalez. Jobber match. We're still doing this, by the way. We're still pushing Giant Gonzalez after whatever nonsense. Again, I, yeah. go, I go back to my word. Boring. Okay. Um, we get a whole promo by Luna, which it's I know you, promo. you were about promo. to whisper the word boring, and then you realize that that wasn't. That was wild. Yeah, um, well, her promo was good, because then when yeah. you talk about the next match, I'm going to have to come back over the top. Tatanka. Boring. <laughs> Jobber match. Um, then we get the headlining match of the evening, Money Incorporated versus Beverly Brothers. Not 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 that boring. It was pretty good. Did you? I felt it was boring. So here we are now on opposite sides. So that's that's okay. Um, I was a little disappointed by it. I would rather have a Money Inc. title match any day of the week, which we get, than have all the other, like, didn't just have job or squash matches. Like, I'd rather have that. I mean, it's at least... Like, I agree. I there agree. Are, with there you. are some stakes. I agree with you, but right? but the thing is, I think that we all expected a little bit more. Um, fun fact: Bo Beverly's last TV appearance in the WWF. So it's goodbye to Bo. Then we get the Bret Hart in-ring interview. It's pretty dope. With Vince McMahon, that was a good interview. That was good. Yeah, and then Bam Bam versus Phil Apollo. And then we get teased that next week, Lex Luger versus Crush. Kind of excited to see that, although I have a feeling 
it might be a little boring. Well, you also buried the lead that we're also going to get a special report. Jack Tunney is coming out of his bunker to give us <laughs> the results of the medical exam and, uh, medical examination done to Lex Luger. That's on Superstars. So we have decided at some point that we are going to now push our storylines forward. Much like Sisyphus pushing the, pushing the rock up the hill. Our rock fell down. This, I think, was rock bottom for the most part. Um, pun not intended with uh, the actual rock. I mean, like, I feel like this is it. Now we're going to start pushing forward to our king of the ring. Because let me tell you, this one was a little bit hard. The commentary was pretty good. I mean, as always, they're spot on. I know there's a special thing that we have with Miss McMahon to discuss. But, I mean, that those were the highlights. In terms of the action that we actually got, though, I mean, the rest of it, like I said, it's, it's tough. It's boring. Well, I will say this. I go into it like, well, I'm probably going to see a bunch of boring matches. And when I get anything good, any good commentary, any fun promos, any de- I mean, we saw three matches that were all with superstars that we know and love or hate, right? So that alone, I just feel like it is getting better, right? We're going somewhere. I'm not going to say it was a good Monday Night Raw. It was pretty boring. But there were glimpses of hope. Right. Well, I don't know. There's clearly two different products here. And at some point, the products are going to overlap. And I don't know exactly when, because again, we mentioned it before, the Superstars is kind of new to the rewatch that we did. Like, we did just put the raw on and let it play. We didn't sit there and watch it all. It just kind of went on in the background when we had nothing else kind of going on as white noise. So during that time, I do remember that this starts to amp up. And soon you're going to get the one, two, three kid or the kid as he's first called. And that really changes the game for jobber matches. Cause you're like, wait a minute, that's Barry Hardy. Wait, uh, uh, Barry Harwood's wait a minute, kid razor angle. And all of a sudden you start to realize like, I have to pay attention to everything that's going on. Cause anything can happen in the world wrestling federation. That's what they tell you, right? That's what they, that's what they, <laughs> so they really, they bring that, they rope that back in, in a really good way. But for now we're still at that old guard level of like, all right, well here's Bam Bam. That's going to squash somebody. Here's Tatanka. It's going to squash. Like, okay, but just, could we just have Tatanka versus, I don't know. I mean, even him versus Virgil, right? Have Razor Ramon be versus someone. Because Razor Ramon does not have the IC title yet. So it's like he's still kind of like working his way. And he realistically, a couple months ago, had just had a title shot. So it's kind of like, what is he even really doing? Who is he really being feuding with? Well, let's get into it. Let's let's get into the... Nuts and bolts. The nuts and bolts. Okay. So, superstars. Um, We get our, you know... Oh, this is what happened with Crush and Doink. This is what happened with Sherry and Luna. Um, this is what happened with Sean and Mr. Perfect. We get, like you said, that's we said a six-minute head shrinkers match. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that, that's seven, almost seven minutes. No, no, no. Seven minute. Um, Razor Ramon match. The oh, Razor okay. Ramon okay. Match I thought you minutes. said the head shrinkers. No, match Razor Ramon Virgil. Seven minutes. You know, um, like, how could that be seven minutes? Well, it felt like it was. It was. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I it know. was. It. It didn't. Uh, I don't know. It didn't feel like it was shorter than seven minutes. It's what it was. Uh. It wasn't long, but it was also thin. I have heard that. I've heard that. I've heard that. (laughs) Yeah, so during the Head Shrinkers match, basically, they just... This is them, Vince and such, talking about, you know, what's going on with Mr. Perfect and Lex Luger, and Shawn Michaels, you know? They basically are just using these matches to talk about future things. They're talking about Tunney getting mm-hmm. involved with Lex's arm. They're talking about the feud be- the, the feud between Shawn and Perfect, and it, it's it, the, the Superstars growing Superstars as there. a vehicle is literally giving you matches that happened mm-hmm. six weeks earlier, and the commentary is about the future. That's all that it is. As yeah. a vehicle, it's promoting the future. It's great. And that's what makes it tough, because... What you're seeing on screen is not at all translating to what you need to be paying attention to. You need to really just be paying attention to the audio. If you just had nothing on screen, you'd be you'd basically be fine. Because at this point, you're more focused on what those three are saying in the booth because they're the ones that are pushing the storylines forward. Like we said, they're talking about Jack Tunney's going to appear and he's going to give his vignette. And he's going to tell us about this medical exam that they gave to Lex Luger. I which, can't by the wait way, to I find out. Like we already know. That he's got a titanium rod in his, in his we, arm. We no. don't know yet. We know that for certain. Do we? Yes. 
Well, you just spoiled it for everybody. He was in a motorcycle accident. Well, that we do we know. We know that. And, and IRLs, we, I know. But we know that then they installed a, a titanium rod in his arm. Like, this is not things we don't know. Okay. It's well, general knowledge. Give the man a physical before you let him in your fucking federation. Like, what are we doing? Your federation. So, okay. Then we... I mean, you're asking, I'm telling. Mr. Perfect Barry Hardy. Not Barry Horowitz, but Barry Hardy. Barry Hardy's mullet, by the way. Fantastic. On point. So this is what... There's a pop-up promo with Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Right. So Mr. Perfect comes out, as Mr. Perfect's want to do, uh, spits his gum out and slaps it into God knows where. Who knows whose shoe that gum ends up on the bottom of. Wait, wait, who wait, knows wait, wait, who wait, it wait, hits. Wait, wait, wait. Let's stop here for a second. Yeah. I want to pause. I want to pause. What you are about to discuss is by far the moment of the week, the thing you need to listen to, watch, whatever, consume, the YouTube clip that if it was IRL, if this was happening right now, would have just went viral, okay? Now, as the setup, we had to rewind this because I heard this and you did not because Mm -hmm. you were not paying the eagle eye attention you needed to to hear this commentary. Now, I want you to explain the commentary again from the top. Go ahead because it's really important. Okay. Set it up. Mr. Perfect comes out as he is wont to do. He spits his gum and he slaps it out into the ethers. We don't know. Does it land on the ground? Does it get caught on a shoe? Is it going into the crowd? Does some kid pick it up off the floor, put it in his pocket and keep it forever? To this day where he's like, shit, I have Kurt Henning's used gum from 1993. It's in a vault. He can clone him. March 8th. Exactly. Um, so he does that. And I believe it's Lawler that says... I wonder where that gum goes or something to that effect. I don't remember the exact thing. So then there is a pop-up promo with Shawn Michaels, little head in a box, right? And Shawn, as he always is, is obnoxiously chewing gum. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe Macho Man was the one who said, well, I think we found out where Perfect Scum went. Was it Macho who said that? It doesn't matter. One of them said it. It doesn't actually matter who. Vince McMahon... Then says... Vincent Kennedy. That's not the only thing that's going to land in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean what on a Saturday morning? What does that mean? I'm like, what, excuse me? That's not the only thing that's going to be landing in his mouth? I mean, maybe you could say his teeth, if he gets his teeth knocked in. I don't know. That's not what I think he meant, but we know what we think he meant. The only thing we can say is that comment didn't age very well. I mean, he may have just been trying to innocuously talk about gum, but the phrasing of the words together and the fact that you recorded this afterwards, like you could have listened back and been like, does that sound like I'm talking about something else? I mean, again, you didn't. I laughed. I laughed. I'm I'm glad they didn't take it out because we got a chuckle. Real yeah. chuckle. Yeah, that was the highlight of the week. Out of I the things so. that could or could not be in Shawn Michaels' mouth. Yeah. In that's not all that's going in Shawn Michaels' <laughs> mouth. What? What? I was like, what? What are we saying now? Then we get, as again, the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Of the week. Mm-hmm. Bam Bam Bigelow versus Owen Hart. I thought it was a Drop good match. Dropkick Kings. I thought it was a good match, most but again... Most agile big guy, most agile dude. God, I love Owen Hart so much. I truly think he's the best heart. I know I'm not the only one that thinks that. I hated him as a kid, as I always say. But re-watching his stuff is so good. And have I've never seen him in this gear, and now I know why. He comes... He, you never saw him in this gear either, did you? This is like this is like the evolution of his gear that he had when he had the genie pants with Coco Beware and their high energy. Obviously, we know... That they were just together at the Royal Rumble. And now we know that during this filming, he blew out his knee. So when he must have been wrestling solo, which is in that, like in this cross gear. Right, when you don't really see him. Like, again, you know, it might be on the circuit that he's doing this, but this is the only time that we've seen it on make TV. So this match makes TV and the match ends with Owen Hart trying to jump onto the ropes and then do like some sort of like moonsault, Mm -hmm. but blew out his knee. And then he's gone. You send to what? After, the, like, SummerSlam? Uh, I think July or something. But, yeah, so, I mean, the match is good, though. Like, it's, 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 it's fast-paced. Yeah. There's a lot of flying around. Mm-hmm. There's lots of back and forth. Um, 
it, it's a really good, yeah, his new gear is like his singlet, only instead of black and pink, it's like blue and it says rocket on the side. So maybe that's what he wore as, you know, I know he's the rocket, right? Like he's been that yeah, a few he's times. Yeah, he's built here as the rocket. Um, and again, I think this is his first like solo push right after he was just part of high energy. Yeah. And he's just awesome. Like watching him is yeah. so entertaining. I'm like, wow, Owen's so good. He was so good. Um, he flips into the ring. Remember, he flips into yeah, the ring. Yeah. I had to stop and rewind it for you. Be like, oh, Again, he flipped I wasn't into the paying ring. Great attention. Yeah, yeah. You made me rewind it to watch him flip into the ring, and then he gets thrown into the turnbuckle, goes to jump onto the second rope, and almost like falls as he's jumping. And I'm like, Pat, I think he really just hurt himself. And you're like, nah, because he's kind of hobbling around. And I'm like, maybe you're right. Maybe like he's really playing up the injury. Mm-hmm. You know how how they do, but um. Yeah, no, he really, he really blew out his knee. So Bam Bam pins him earlier than the match was supposed to end to just end it because he was really hurt. So I wonder if Bam Bam was supposed to win the whole time or if Owen was going to win to try and put him over. I don't know. I think still when the guys get hurt, if the other one's supposed to win, the other one wins. Because like when, when Owen breaks like Stone Cold's or screws up his neck, uh, they, Stone Cold still wins. But that's a pay-per-view and those are... more, I mean, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it was supposed to be Bam Bam all I just don't know, but be. that's a bigger stakes match than this. I would say that it, in this case, they're going out of their way. I mean, in, in this era, in this case, they're going out of their way to make the villains be uh, unstoppable. And Bam Bam's clearly a heel. So I would imagine that that is like both like highlighting Owen, but also then like to make Bam Bam a heel. Right. And, and again, the heels never lose, right? Because that's like the whole point. The heels lose, but yes, I see what you're no, saying. No, but like when, but they, supposed when to they first be so get introduced, when so, they first right. get introduced, they're so big, they're so agile, and they don't lose. He, they are a good match. They put on a good match. Um, I just said match twice. Then we watch the WrestleMania music video <laughs> featuring Linda McMahon's entrance music. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. We see Nasty Boys not there. We see Big Boss Man. Big Boss a full Man highlight not there. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Not there. Not there. Um, I'm sure there's more. So, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yokozuna jobber match. I didn't write the guy's name down. Uh, I'll get it. Bop, bop, bop. It was Chris Katowski. Katowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... We're using this to talk about Jim Duggan, right? Mm-hmm. We hear so from Jim Duggan. That. They're still pushing that. Uh, they're still pushing Yokozuna to, to be a contender for the championship, as he should be. Because he got robbed of the championship, as uh, he was. He did. Um. Yeah, then we get our little ad for Coliseum Home Video, WrestleMania 9. Go watch the best WrestleMania ever, as they will tell you. I agree. Um, we get event center, we get Mean Gene, with Mean Gene, Razor Ramon is after the WWL, oh my god. Yo, it L? is, I'm just gonna say, it is so hot in this room, my brain cells are melting. Razor Ramon is after the WWF belt. Mm-hmm. He's calling it the big gold. The big gold. He has his gold, he wants the big gold. Yeah. And, uh, Paul Bear is talking about the impending death of Giant Gonzalez. Accurate. Mm-hmm. All accurate things. Razor Ramon had a good promo here. I'll give him that. He did have a good promo. He did. Let's cut to the Raw. Let's do it. Razor Ramon and Virgil. Uh, again, that was a seven-minute match. Well, first we get Money, Inc. and Beverly Brothers in the dark. So let's let's just... I, I don't know because we didn't watch it yet. Is this happening next week? Are we starting our superstars or our Raws with... Like cold opens? Black cold opens in a black void with people... I have a feeling that the next promos. one... The next one is probably going to start with like some sort of Jack Tunney type thing. So it could be in a, in a You're right. You know, so I don't, I don't know. You're right. It's probably going to start Jack Tunney. I don't know about Raw. Um, like I'm sure... Like is it going to start with Crush and uh, Lexi in the dark talking... Okay, well, it, it's not even that it's in the dark. The thing about it is that they're on opposite sides. So they went so far as to frame it that like one side, like let's say the right side of your screen starts with like on the one time it was Bam Bam and then the left side was Owen. 
So it's almost like they're superimposed, which is oh, yeah. just, and they're like looking up. It's like they're posed to like look up. Like they're, they're trying new things. Gazing into the stars as they're talking shit to their opponents. So it's it's pretty good. They're trying new things. But that's where this starts. But again, it's one of those like, who do I actually root for here? And I'm like, well, I mean, I root for Money Inc. Because like, yeah, but also like, what? Like, why are they even like going against each other? It's well, so Vince McMahon will immediately tell you during that match. That no one cares. That no one cares who wins the match. Letting you know it doesn't matter who you root for. This is no face turn. This is just happening. He literally tells you. He says before the no 12 minutes starts, no one match. cares who wins this match. To which I said to you, I'm like, you know. Why, then why are we watching it, Vince? Because I said to you, it's one of those things where like you can really tell a match where you're like, we're just going to do this match that's going to have nothing to do with the future. But we're doing it for the people of the crowd because they know who these people are. And you're like, okay. Did they deliver? I thought it was fine. Because, again, they put their titles on the line. And sometimes you just got to put your titles on the line. You got to go against... I mean, they do it now, too, obviously. The Usos would do it all the time. You know, Sammy and Kevin are doing it now. You know, in current times where it's like sometimes you just got to be against someone just to do it. To be like, well, I saw those people that I wanted to see that had the title. And then they defended it. So at least I could take that home with me and be like, I saw... Take that memory and be like, I saw it. You got to be a fighting champ, even if it means walking away and getting a count out to hold on to your belt. But we start with Razor and Virgil. Right. Um, and I keep telling you, this is seven minutes that I want back. So you, and you keep going back to it. But like, yo. There's one, no, well, there's one thing about it that I feel like is worth mentioning. Obviously, Razor Ramon wins. I feel like that's obvious because the last, I don't know, 10 times we've seen Virgil, he's out there to job for someone. I mean, I feel bad for this dude right now, but, um, so Vince is trying to actively brainwash us that the crowd is chanting for Virgil. They want Virgil to win. And the crowd, at least two, if not three times, is very clearly chanting, Razor, Razor, Razor. And it is glaringly obvious, and this man is out here trying to brainwash us. There was, it was like the Let's Go Brandon moment that happened a few (laughs) years ago, where it's like, that's not what the people are saying. Like, nothing even political. And I even said that to you. I'm like, Jen, this is like that. I'm yeah. like, there's just not, they're, they're not saying what it is that there's, that the person who's narrating the action is telling you they're saying, they're not I saying heard, that. I heard one little Virgil in a sea of razors, right? right? People, so Yeah, I, like there was no, there was no, yeah. like why we're even saying that? I wonder if that no Virgil sense. that I heard was like superimposed, like probably, they threw probably, that in there just to. It make. was probably like Rob Bartlett in the back going, Ray, uh, Virgil. Right. So yeah, longish, boring ass match. Yeah. Um, love Razor. Did though. it even end with a Razor's Edge? I feel like it didn't. He Razor's Edge him. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought it ended with a small package. No. Or... Uh, well, you no, know, because if he, he Razor's Edge, definitely Razor's Edge. Then he pinned him. Then, yeah. they, like, we're not we're not at a stage yet where we're kicking out of people's finishers. We are still in this just straight up. I think I, I actually screamed Razor's Edge, which is how I know for a fact. Um, Giant Gonzalez. There's nothing to say. Just stop. Go right over it, please. I'm done talking about Giant Gonzalez. I'm they done. call him a creature. Jen. He's a he's a man. Jen, we had, so bad. we had a great debate. You and I were having a debate. And we're going to have it when we get to the last match here. We're going to have it live. So be ready. Oh, shit. Um, okay, well, we get the Luna Vachon promo. Yep. Which, which for promo. its time. Good promo. Was a pretty good promo. Um, oh, there's my alarm. There it is. So, I like Luna. It has been declared. I do declare. I like Luna. I do declare. It was good. She's a, I mean, she's a lot. I think an updated version of Luna. Like, if she, if they let her stick around for the Attitude Era, she would have been so fucking cool. I know she's there for a minute, but then, like, it's kind of goofy and whatever. But, Tatanka. First Mark Thomas. Two and a half minutes. That's it. Then we had our Money Inc. match, which we, which we talked about. Yeah. Uh, Bo's last match, uh, televised. And they lost. Beverly Bowers lost. lost. Decent. Yeah. 12 and a half minutes. Well, Again, gave you something. And then okay. we end. I'm just going to, you know, I know I'm cutting out some promos. That's okay. But I'm going to go to. Oh, what about Brett? Brett? We're not going to talk about Brett? You know what? Give me the bread. Because then I, then I was going to go to this last match because I was going to go to our deba- our great debate. Okay. We got to talk about bread Because this bread This bread in-ring promo is mm-hmm. pretty good. Okay? Who's he calling out? He's calling out Luger. Mm-hmm. 
He's kind of calling out Hogan. Mm-hmm. He's calling out Yokozuna. Okay, he's calling everybody out. He's the saying top of the card. He's out there, and he wants you to know that he is an underdog, but he's an underdog. He's always been an underdog. And he's not going anywhere. And he's the peep. They call him the people's champion. Which they don't. No one calls him that. People call The Rock the people's champion. They no, I think him. that they introduce him as, or Vince said, the champion of the people. They do. I mean, they don't call him a people's champion like they call The Rock, but they do mention that he is the champion of, of the people. Um, he said he has a hit list. Lex Luger, top of the hit list. And Pat, you know what happens if you put an S in front of hit list? There you go. <laughs> yeah. So that was the highlight of my Monday Night Raw. Now, now let's talk about Bam Bam. So this is the highlight of my Monday Night Raw. Bam Bam squash match with Phil Apollo. Not only does he hit him with the Bam Bam flying headbutt once, he goes up a second time for that flying headbutt. And the third time, in between the second and third time, the ref can gain no institutional control. But, Are you going to get in the middle of Bam Bam and Philip? But who shows up? Oh. <laughs> but Friar Ferguson. Well, well, before that, we get a doink. Oh, there's, yeah. There's all kinds of, of doink clowns is the, doink, coming in here. Doink. We had, we had a promo of two different clowns. There was two different clowns. Then we had Doink showing up with an umbrella in this match. And then we get Friar Ferguson comes down to the aid of Phil Apollo, the jobber. <laughs> so what we have and what our great debate was is we were just running down... The current professions slash jobs we have in the WWE. We, well, we were doing this last week. Yeah. well, that's Our what, last episode. We ran down there too? We were talking about all the occupations on the last episode. Jesus. Yeah. It's all melding together because I'm like, uh-huh. I'm sitting here like, we got a fryer again. We got a fryer. Uh-huh. Probably taken down. I mean, Bam well, that's Bam what's, is, is That's unique. what started it on our last episode. Is, 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 is the fryer is, for Yes. Yes. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, Jesus, man. We just had a hitman. We have a clown. We have a fryer. Like, we're just here. We have, we're here well, in we the said we're gonna do, wrestling um, job gimmick lifestyle right so now. So we're going to probably do a special episode. I think maybe it should be part of like the end of the year one where we talk about everybody's... You were saying you wanted to talk about who does their... um, Job the best? Yeah, their occupation the best. Friar Ferguson did do a good job though. He showed up. Mm -hmm. He appeared to be on the side of good. He appeared to be on the side of God. And he did appear (laughs) to have a flogging of... Ale, which he drank, which is or mead, which is what friars do. They're they're known for brewing beer and drinking it. Um, so I mean, he did his job. I mean, I I feel like he did the right thing. He stopped what I would call potentially a demon because Bam Bam does come out in flames. He does have flames on his head. So, I mean, he did. I mean, I think Doink also does a pretty good job at his job. He makes. He does goofy-ass shit. As a killer clown, I think he does a decent job. As a creepy clown, yeah. Um, the yeah. Heel, the heel doink is by far the best version of doink, I think. Well, yeah, and it's weird that Friar Ferguson gets involved. I guess they were supposed to have some sort of feud, but I think Friar Ferguson... Um, Becomes Bastion Booker. Disappears and reverses Bastion Booker. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Who won the week? Who won the week? I think, you know, Brett, man. The people still love him. 100%. I was going to say, the only person that won the week is the reemergence of the hitman. Bret Hart has to win the week. He won the week. He won the week. Who lost the week? Owen. He busted out his knee and he's going to be gone now. I'm going to tell you a secret. No matter what, Owen's never going to lose for me. I just can't let him. He's, just, he's well, he didn't live. lose for anything. He's always going to rest in power. He's never going to lose. Oh. Because, I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's, he just gave it all. You, so. know, you know who lost the week? Who? Rob Bartlett. Because this 100%. is his That's last what week. He loses the week because he's actually gone. Not only do we say goodbye to Sean Mooney, mm-hmm. which is sad. Bo Beverly, which is whatever. And we also say goodbye to Rob Bartlett. But Bo Beverly isn't whatever. Like, it's fine. There's no, just, I don't dislike Bo know. Beverly. I mean, but I think Blake stays around as a few singles matches. There's um, like, there's like three gimmicks that like have to leave for me to really like get into the mindset of like, this is the stuff that I watched as a kid. And his is one, like, I didn't watch the Beverly Brothers. I didn't watch the Bushwhackers and I didn't watch, like, I know who they are, 
but and I didn't watch the Nasty Boys. Like those are three things that I'm like I don't remember any of this. I definitely remember the Million Dollar Man. I definitely remember IRS and I remember Money Inc. Like I remember they were a tag team. Remember all that, you know? Like I remember Tatanka. I remember Bret Hart. So I'm like like all these people, but like Beverly Brothers. You remember Bret Hart really? I do. The winner of the week, <laughs> I do. The Hitman. Yeah, he Who, definitely. In your mind. In my mind. Cut the best promo. Um, I'm going to give it to Luna. Agree. That's what I'm saying. This is, this is a Luna win. Luna gets a win here because, Yay. I mean, one, showing her with Sherry, that was good. Even though we've already seen that and got over it. Mm-hmm. But then the idea of, like, her promo was pretty good. They were even talking about it. Like, it was good. She was yelling a lot. Her voice was very deep. We had a conversation. She takes it a little bit too far, but I'm here for it. I mean, it's better than... Yeah, else. it's better than the alternative. Um, match of the week. Or outfit. Outfit of the week. And then we'll do a match. Uh, you know, because in a week that I felt like people weren't as outlandish as they have been before, I'm going to go ahead and give it to IRS. Because I feel like he showed up ready to go to work. Mm-hmm. And he went to work in the match of the week. And it is tax season. It is absolutely tax season. Right. He reminded you to get your fucking taxes in if you didn't already. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the first time. If you were on Monday Night Raw, it's the first time he can tell you. It's past April 15th. Like, yo, get those fucking taxes in. Again... Superstars, if he was there, he would remind you, get your fucking taxes in. I'm going to give it... He was ready to work. I'm giving it to Owen. I'm giving it to Owen. It's fair. Because I've never seen him in that specific singlet. And you won't. And I won't again. (laughs) So, it's his own thing. It's not pink and black. It's blue. Of course, I love my Owen and and his pink and black with his Slammy award winning shit. It's my favorite. But, um, (laughs) we're in blue right now. So... As we are wont to do. Match of the week. I, I oh. told I, me it's the Money Inc. match. Like, really? Better yes. than Owen and Bam Bam? Yes. You're just scientifically wrong. I disagree. I'm going to tell you why I disagree. Because we will never really know how that match was supposed to continue, how long it was supposed to go, and how it was supposed to end because he got injured. So I feel like it's hard when someone gets literally injured in a match where you're like, it's like, it's like you know, going a lot forward, but like the, you know, Stone Cold Owen match. When he literally gets that stinger in his neck. And, like, so it just ends, obviously, sloppily to give him the title. So it's like, but the match leading up to it is great. And then you know the guy gets hurt. It's like, the fact that we were watching this and we are like, kind of invested. And then I was like, nah, he can't really be hurt. Like, he's just a good actor. And then you're like, no, I Googled it. He really was hurt. And I was like, oh, that sucks then. Then, like, we really don't know how that was supposed to play out. Well, it was also the way he fell off the second turnbuckle and it started hobbling. Like, you're not going to pretend to get hurt on something, like, as, like, on a misstep. It would be, like, a not, you know what I mean? Something. Sure. But, I mean, sometimes they they do that just because, to end it, too, because I run out of time. They're like, oh, I got hurt. But, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I, knowing that the guy really got hurt in real life, like, no. It's a bummer. It's it's a bummer. bummer. Like, I don't want to be like, hey, best match. I get that. I agree. I agree that it's a bummer. And I don't want to choose that as my my best match. But I just think it's a testament to how boring the other two matches were. Well, yeah, but also when I watch these things, I'm, I really want to put it in a holistic, like if I was in 1993 and I went to the show and this is, and these are the matches that I saw at the show, this this hour and a half show, like the best one I would have been like, oh, you know, like that one was pretty good. That sucks he got hurt. And I remember that he got hurt. But then the best one would be like the IRS match because I'm like, well, we saw a title. It was a title match. Like, where's the Intercontinental Champion? I haven't seen him anywhere. Where's the WWF Champion? No fucking idea where that guy is. Haven't seen any of that. Well, the so Intercontinental we we Champion was hurt on March 9th. Okay, so he couldn't be there. But he could have been there on April 17th. The point is, he's not. So the point is, like, when Monday Night well, Raw I will say this started, about April 17th. That show was filmed April... That's the same show as the one yeah. the week before. So that's yeah. really the April... Was it 11th or But 10th? it was still after the WrestleMania. But I'm just saying... Or no, the April 19th show was April 12th April show. April 12th. Yeah. But I'm just saying, when you're here and you think about the first Raw, it's like... Shawn Michaels defended that IC title multiple different Raws. And it's just like, come on, man. Like, come out there, be a fighting champion. Part of the whole thing. Uh, at least, you know, television-wise, when we're watching these things. Like, it just adds some gravity, right? You talking about gravity. Hulk right now? How, we, how you haven't seen I him? Don't, I don't, yo, I don't even, we can't even, like, I, don't just keep his name out of my podcast right now. Like, that guy <laughs> is getting ready for Thunder in Paradise. Like, he's out here. I don't even know what he's doing with that belt. He's not even cutting promos. He's not even cutting promos. Like, he's not even out here. He's not even taping segments. Nothing. I don't even know who's got the belt. I've been told that the belt was taken from Yokozuna in what was agreed upon as a verbal contract. That's all I've been told. That's it. 
I have not seen the guy who has a belt going, yo, this is my belt, and I'm taking on all challengers. I have not seen that guy challenge Razor Ramon. I have not seen that guy challenge anybody. I have not seen him do anything. He's gone. For all intents and purposes, he's vacated the title, and we have nobody that's got the title. Plus, we didn't even see Yokozuna on Raw tonight. We saw him on that, that canned March 8th uh, Charleston Civic Center. Superstars. So, I mean, we haven't even seen him on Raw either. So, it's tough. Well, there's always next week. There is. Jen, did our meter move at all? Did we learn anything? About- I learned that Vince McMahon has no problem trying mm-hmm. to brainwash an entire audience. Yes. As he said, they love Virgil as they're all cheering for Razor. Clearly and obviously. Oh, right, because I think... And it, he wouldn't stop doing it. Because I think at this point, he's still so stuck in the good guys, bad guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, clearly, yeah. And I, I, and that's not going to change, really. I don't think that really changes until Shawn Michaels really gets bigger, I think. I think I think he's really the turning point between good guys, bad guys. Because I think it's hard when people really do like Shawn Michaels, and he's got the title, and you're like, but they really do like him. Like, for real, you like him. Right? Well, when he had the title, he he was a good guy. But he was still kind of a bad guy. Because he's always was a bad... Like, okay, so... It depends on what you're talking about, but... Yeah. No, but I'm saying he's kind of like the... He's the cusp. And then... Because then you get DX, and then when they're DX, he's not a good guy. No, he's a bad guy in DX. But I But do... people love it. Yeah. And then, and then, of course, you get Stone Cold. And people are like, people love Stone Cold. It's a force of nature. And then those are things where you're like, but he's supposed to kind of be a bad guy. Right? And but he and he for all his purposes is a bad guy. Well right, because and I mean that and has a lot to say about the nineties and yep. how the culture changes into loving an anti hero, you know? hundred yep. percent. I think it starts with Diesel when uh he Fair. Lo- you know, he loses his title to Brett or doesn't get it back. I, I forget exactly what, but he he comes in the next day and he's just like basically I'm done. I'm done with anybody who's not mm-hmm. on my side, and that's it. You know, I'm not doing this good guy. Or, I mean, if you really want to say it, I mean, it's really starting here with, with Razor mm-hmm. in this match specifically, where people. Well, because the like, crowd like turns you. him. Yeah. The crowd turned him because they loved him so much, which is clear when you watch it. So I learned that, and I also learned that Brett is an underdog, and that Brett is the champion Always. of the people, and that he has a shit list that he is going to attack. If there's nothing that I know in life, it's that Bret Hart is an underdog. He's never been given anything. His name recognition hasn't helped him. He is an underdog. That's what I know about my man, Brett. My favorite wrestler. I feel like a throwing shade. My favorite wrestler up until like, you know, my favorite wrestler until probably 97, for real. And only because he leaves my life. Like if he just, if somehow the screw job doesn't happen and he stays, like, or whatever happens and whatever. But it's like, he goes to WCW and I just don't watch it anymore. Like if I had kept going with him. But I didn't because WCW, I think, I think personally, was a harder watch for me. But, well, that's me. You're allowed to have your opinion and say it's a harder watch for you. I didn't watch it either. I think if I was, if I was a longtime wrestling fan, that would probably be the way to go because you had all the people that you knew. But like, I enjoy the Macho Man. I just wasn't a huge fan of Hulk Hogan, right? Never got behind the Sting stuff. And, you know, did I follow Kevin Nash and Razor Ramon? I did. For like an episode or two. And I was like, oh, like kind of tuned back and forth between yeah. Raw and that. But then it was just like, nah, Raw was where it was. I'm kind of like bummed. Triple I H. Missed... I'm a Triple H stand all the way. I'm kind of bummed I missed some of that. Oh, yeah, I love Triple H. I'm kind of bummed I missed some of that NWO stuff. But listen, we have to, we have to digress. We did digress. Is there anything else you want to add? We should continue this, to digress. This episode? Um, No, you know, I think both of our words have their place. We're going on. We're, we are onward. We're going on. It's It's moving on. In a slightly boring fashion, right? Um, but I still, I feel a glimmer of hope. I'm excited. I'm ready for what 1993 has in store for us. But it's not even boring. Because this is boring. But next week, I already, I'm, I'm preloading my word. Preloading it into the gun. My word is examination. Because we're going to get an examination of Lex Luger. And I, I remember all of this as a kid. Because I remember... Being like, oh, that's right. Like, he's got a bionic elbow. And then I remember, like, his finishing move in the video games was bionic. Like, I remember all this. Yeah. And how silly this was. Because you're like, first of all, Lex Luger is one of the biggest fucking dudes I've ever seen. And then you're like, of course, like, he could just, like, knock people down anyway. 
But then it's like, oh, and he's got a titanium rod? That's not fair. You know what I like about it? I like that it's, like, so unfair, and it's he's, like, banned from using it, and he's supposed to wear a special forearm pad. Yeah, he was one elbow pad, yes. <laughs> But then when he turns to an American hero... Lex Express. Yeah, and he's, like, a face... He uses that mm-hmm. forearm and people cheer like yeah, get him with that get that asshole with that steel with that steel forearm. It's it's just so funny. It's like I mean the studies you could do on humanity just by watching wrestling fans is it's not, it's, not even, like, it's not even humanity. I think it's the studies you can do about you know, which is part of why it's fun to watch this. I think it's just the studies you can do about, like, crowd think. Yeah, yeah. Not even, like, humanity. Just just people in a crowd. Yeah. Because you're in a crowd, and I'm pretty sure even now, if you go, and you're just surrounded by people, and everybody is cheering for someone, you're probably going to cheer for them. I think the difference is, like, for example, you're talking about, like, like, real sports. Not that this isn't... This is sports entertainment, but I'm talking about real sports. If I'm going to a real sport where... No one actually knows the outcome. I feel like my energy could affect the outcome. So if I'm like a guy that's rooting for the other team and I'm in the home team's building, one, I'm pretty ballsy, especially if I'm wearing my gear for that other team. But two, like I'm going to be cheering for my team. Like I feel like you're at a, a, you know, you're in a wrestling venue. Like if Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out, everybody's cheering for him. There's nobody that's like, "Ah, you know what, I'm I'm, going to reserve. And if they are like whatever, but you're not going to boom. Right, but that's... Right? Yeah. And I feel like that's the whole point is, like, you're just following what... You're following the group thing. And it's wild because it's, like, it, it could vacillate so quickly. Like you said, people yeah. are just cheering for Razor Ramon. Like, it's... They're cheering for the bad guy. Because he's cool. And then everybody will cheer for the bad guy. Because he's fucking cool. Because he's all foul suit. Right? And it's, mm-hmm. like, this group mentality. This my, and, again, Burger King. Everybody's cheering Burger King. I bet there's so many people that don't even know at those shows at that point. Until they know. And then once you know, you know. And then once you know, you're like, oh, well, we just chanted at this guy. Like, yo, man. Like, you're chanting this guy. You're chanting Burger King. It's Jerry the King Lawler. Some people started doing it at some point. And then everybody let it catch on. And then it was just the group think. Like, this is what we do. This is the chant that we give this guy. And again, they're they're a performer. They're performing something. It's not a... It's a predetermined outcome. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, a sporting event where all of a sudden things could change because that guy's really angry that you're cheering... You know, against him. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to get this adrenaline and beat the shit out of this guy. It's like, no, this well, is going to end the way it's going to end. That's so it's interesting. Very interesting. It dynamic. is the thing about wrestling, right? That people know it's predetermined. It's a You're release. there and you know it's predetermined. And yet you still get caught up in the fantasy of it all. And, mm-hmm. and the performance of it all. and The show. And liking or not liking certain characters. Um, but you know that it's predetermined, right? You, you know that. You it's know like, it's a show. You know that these people are not who they're presenting to be for the most part, right? Like Friar Ferguson is a friar. I'm just saying Brett is a hitman. There could be a sociology class yeah. just about wrestling mm-hmm. and like you said, groupthink. Yeah. And how you could hate a person and then also cheer for them for doing the same exact thing, whether or not they're a heel or a face. I love it. I love it. Like like I would show people or I would ask people, like if you like certain things in time where it's like like, recently we've talked about it multiple times, but that, like, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns match, with wild, that crowd just sounded wild. Then you have, like, even the Bret Hart-Stone Cold match, where Stone Cold goes over, and Bret puts him over, and Bret becomes a heel. And it's like, this guy was the face forever. But they knew how to do it. They knew how to manipulate yes, the crowd. 100%. And it's, it's so And hurt cool. the guy in such a way, and, mm-hmm. and, and drag it out in such a way that, you know, you feel... It's, it's really cool. It's really interesting. Because they're really able to... Make all that happen. And then when they go in the back, they're like, yo, we're staying at the Motel 6. Let's order up some beers. Hang out at the hotel bar. Like, that's what they're doing. And There's you're just no like... no bar at a Motel 6. Whatever. They're going across the street think. to the Holiday Inn. <laughs> all right? To Jilly's. Shout out Jilly's. Shout out Jilly's. Um, also, how they made, like... it, And it worked that Brett was a heel in America and a face everywhere else. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was cool. awesome. That was so cool. Anyway, um... Follow us on Instagram, where it shoots a lot of underscores, the letter N, some underscores, ladders. Shoots and ladders. Um, BeckyBepTheChat at gmail.com. Hit us up. Yeah. We are always accepting requests for any other ideas. Uh, like I said, we're going to add, at some point here, our 
gimmicks of the year. We're going to run them down and talk about who was who and what was what as one of our special episodes. And we are also um, at Shoots and Ladders Pod on the Twitter box, which... Isn't it Shoot and Ladders or Shoots and Ladder? Shoots and Ladder, I think. Yeah, just one. You only get one ladder. Only one ladder. Only one letter. Um, if you could leave us a review on mm-hmm. your podcast app, that would be awesome. Yeah, follow we, us, please. We, and uh, yeah. we appreciate all the listens. We know you're out there. Right. And you guys enjoy. We'll be back next week with some more. Bye. Bye.